If you have an interest in horses and love learning more about horses, the horse industry, teaching, or even managing your own horse business, then you're in the right place. We would love you to join us on our mission, which is to improve the lives of horses around the world through the education of riders, handlers, and trainers. So get comfortable, listen in, and enjoy. Our chat today for Horse Chats is with Janet Thomas. Now, Janet is representing Animal Aid abroad, and she's going to tell us a story about, you know, how it got started and why and trigger points. But I'm going to introduce Janet. I'll ask her what her favourite quote is. But before we do that, and I'm really looking forward to talking to her, before we do that, I just want to remind you about the vision of International Horse College, which is to have a world where people safely appreciate, respect and enjoy their horses and the horses appreciate, respect, and enjoy their people. I know that Janet's got this vision because, um, you know, I've chatted to her a little bit, and I know that she's going to tell some horrific stories about this, but we'll move on anyway and look towards doing what we can to help fix this. But anyway, if you've got the same sort of vision as International Horse College, then have a look at the website, internationalhorsecollege.com, registered training organisation 31352. Now, Janet, how are you? Oh, good. Thanks, Glenis. Thanks for um, having talking to me today. Janet, I've sort of talked to you a little bit and I know that your story is one that needs to be told. And, you know, you're representing Animal Aid Abroad, which does represent quite a few horses and I think mules and donkeys as well abroad. But Janet, before we even get started, I do ask people about their favourite quote, you know, so that we can get a little bit of an idea about you before we get started. So have you got a favourite quote you'd like to talk to us today about? Um, I, I think like when we started, probably the one that stands out for us because at the start we felt like we, um, what we were facing was bigger than Ben-Hur and there was only myself that started it. And then as probably the Margaret Mead quote where she says, I, I do not know it from word to word because um, it, it's where she says, never doubt what a small group or basically one person can do to, to make a change in this world. So... Um, it, yeah, so I think it says it all that, you know, you don't need a great big um, organisation to make things happen. Um, it just takes a lot of passion and drive. And if you believe in something enough, things will things will change. Okay. And I think that's certainly what you've got is the passion and drive. Tell us about how Animal Aid Abroad actually started, because I think it wasn't a particularly good incident that got it started, but... Tell us about it and tell us a little bit about your background and what led you to that decision to uh, to get Animal Abroad started. Yes, Glenis, I am a teacher by trade mm-hmm. and I had taken a post in Egypt at the British School in Alexandria, which is up on the Mediterranean. Sounds wonderful, but <laughs> um, not the best of, best of places, especially for animals. So it was, um, I've travelled to many and lived in many countries, but I don't think anything prepared me for Egypt as far as animals are concerned and and the sheer uh, abuse of them. I found living in Alexandria, it was just that day-to-day walking on the streets of school, walking home and on weekends, it it just was in your face the whole time. The animals basically work constantly. Um, There's cars, of course, in the city, but there are a lot of people who still use the horses to cart materials and so on. So I, and then I went to the zoo with my school children 
and what we saw there was beyond belief, uh, and that was the that was my starting point was the zoo, mm-hmm. and I just thought well, this can't be happening either. This is just you know this day and age to have these animals in these tiny concrete cages going crazy. Oh, wow. So anyway, I, the wheels started turning there. I got some help from Cairo from a chat to 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 translate and to say, look, if I pay for the, you know, improvement of some of these enclosures, you know, will you improve it, prove it? And luckily, would you believe, um, and it's very rare, a woman was the manager of this zoo and we were able to convince her to let um, us start to make some improvements. So then a few people got wind of this, a few women, and they said, well, can you now set up a 24-hour clinic because we had nothing here for the street animals. Um, so that those wheels started turning in that direction. I was thinking, my goodness, how am I going to do that? So I tried to approach a few expats and people to say, but it's amazing, Glenis. It's a lot of apathy there. There's a lot of people to say it's too big, it's too much of a problem um, to even and think where to start. So... Um, And then, you know, just as I was doing this, I was trying to dig deeper and I thought, oh, is there anyone doing anything in this city for these animals? And I found the brook had a small clinic on the other side of the city. So I I made my way over there one day. And like you say, there is a turning point, Glenis. There is a trigger. Mm -hmm. And there were, were others in Alexandria. Sorry, there were other things, but this was the final straw. Uh, Two men brought in a, a white... I can I see her as clear as day. Uh, brought her in, and just yanking her, pulling her in. She was uh, basically had fallen a number of times, and whether they were looking for a vitamin injection or something to, to to give her a bit of pep or energy, she had all these. Uh, her knees were completely, basically raw. You know, not raw, raw, but they were bloodied. Um, I didn't quite see what was going on underneath the bloody bit because there were just so many things. Uh, she had wounds all over her hind and body from being whipped and being hit by these men because obviously she's been falling and this is how they get them up. They just flog them. They don't... Uh, everything's done by force, Glenn. It's yeah, done by yeah. complete and utter... And it's all, all with men so, in Egypt? Do females have anything to do with the horses? No, okay. and this is okay. this. You will never see a woman driver of a horse, a, a female rider. You will never, in any tourist, even the tourist bits, if you go to Egypt, you've never seen a woman. So mm. it's, it's mm. very, very male orientated, and it's very much power and control um, these animals. And yeah, so anyway, she she was in a bad way. Then she had a heavy discharge from her nose. Uh, she had a nail. Someone had pierced a nail through her, wow. her nose, and she was just in a really, really bad way. She was very weak and just, I guess, completely broken. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just one of those sights, Glennis, that I just, I, I was just flabbergasted that even this man could. Um, he, he, I said, "Oh, well, you're going to, you know, presuming they're going to hospitalise this horse." But the man wouldn't let them. The man said, no, she's going back to work. Just do whatever you can to patch her. And she's back on, on uh, working. And, Glennis, if you saw her cart, 
there's a lot of mm. carts in a lot of these countries, and it's not, not Egypt, where they're basically car chassis, so they're hauling not only the load, but they're hauling the, lo- the, the weight of these car, you know, from cars and trucks. Mm-hmm. And the tyres are not even, they're, they're not even the right size tyres. They're not even all the sizes, all the tyres are a little bit different. And so there is no understanding of, of harnessing or carts, you know, uh, weights or anything. It's just we want to get that load from A to B. And however we're going to get it there, we're going to use this animal to get it there. And, yeah, so so this poor horse, and it, it, I was, I was in absolute tears, Glennis. I could not believe I, I because that horse, you know, he needs that horse. And I, and I guess from his point of view, he's got to feed his family. Um, and that horse was put back on the road. And I, I just guess that was my final decision to come back to Australia to set up a charity to to help these animals because I thought, as long as I live on this earth, I cannot stand by and let that happen. And how long ago was that, that the charity was actually set up? That was 13 years ago. Wow. 13 years ago, Venice. I came back, yeah. So came back almost the very next day, marched into the registry office and set up the charity um, and... And then, yeah, so it's gone from there. So, Give yeah. us a bit of an overview, that, you know, that, about what that, you do to support Animal Aid Abroad. Well, we're all volunteers. Yep. Uh, we're non-profit and we basically work very, very hard as, as also on the education side. We're very that, – that's our four main missions, Glennis or Ames, is to treat, equip, educate and in cases we rescue. Mm-hmm. So we work on these four principles of um, in cases where animals were a bit more fortunate in India where we can get horses in that case would have been rescued. Okay. We have people there and organisations that are able, but not in Egypt. They do not have the laws. So, yeah, so they're our four main things that we do and we raise funds and awareness to make that happen. Mm-hmm. So we've worked very hard. And this walk that I'm doing is, it was a point of time last oh, year. So yeah, I- stop. I need to interrupt this chat for a hot off the press notification. That is that the latest version of the book, 101 Careers in the Horse Industry, is now available. And the best news is that it's a free download. So if you work in the horse industry... If you have a plan to work in the horse industry and have a career in the horse industry, or if you know someone who plans to have a career in this fabulous industry, then this is an essential book for you to read now and then keep as a reference as you progress through your career. With over 100 jobs to choose from, you'll probably find at least one that you'd happily do without being paid. So simply go to internationalhorsecollege.com, scroll down to the bottom of the page and click on the 101 careers in the horse industry button to receive your free career book. Imagine, maybe one day you could be a guest on Horse Chats. Tell tell us a little bit about the walk because I think that's important, you know, where you're going to and also tell us because I think you've had a a bit of a hiccup along the way, haven't you, with the walk? Yes, Mm, certainly mm. have. Well, the thing was, you know, you can only work behind a computer so long, Glennis, and you just feel you've got to get out there. I also was reaching a point where I was 
you know, because as you know, I don't, Glenis, animal welfare is a 24 7 thing yes. and it, it yes. doesn't let up and it's all consuming. And I've been at it hard for 13 years and also teaching. So I was, I set up and running the charity plus teaching and I was, I was definitely running on empty myself. So I felt I needed a break and I needed to also keep going with AAA and I needed to get the word further afield from Perth. So it was a it was a, a number of reasons why I thought um and I also adopted a dog who was a very active, strong boy and mm-hmm. he needed a lot of uh walking and I was going to say, so is there is there a reason just, why you didn't ride a horse? Because you know you're supported by uh, you've got horses yeah. supported by Animal Aid abroad. Was going to ask you about, you know, reason you didn't didn't ride, but partly because you're happy walking, yeah. but also because of the dog that needed the um, the exercise. Well, it's basically, yeah, I've got a young dog and I started walking at home a yep. lot. Yep. And I was just, and, and then I thought, it just, it, it, I needed a break. I needed to get away. I needed to get the word out there. I also wanted to spread the word, you know, about AA from across Australia. So I thought, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to walk across Australia. I need to bring awareness and I need to raise funds for what we're doing. And at that time, we had not even a sniff of coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Um, so where, where were you going then? From where? To, um, Perth to Brisbane, Perth to Sydney? Melbourne to Perth. Oh, you're going from Melbourne so to Perth. So the reason why okay. I would have loved to have done it with yep. pack animals, I would have loved to have done it with, I would have absolutely, because that would be the most ideal, but given... The months of planning, extra planning that would have been involved to get the permissions, and I wouldn't want to do it on. Um, it, I'd have to do it off road. Yep. Because um, it's a whole different thing to ride a horse when sure. you've got bitumen and roads and everything. So, it, logistically, it it had to be with my dog. So, um, yeah. So we started off, Glenis, and then we got hit with the coronavirus, which is we're in Warnable. And we're waiting for a green light so we can keep going. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, but it's been great. Warnable's publicised us in the local newspaper and the radio. So we've been very fortunate. So it yeah. hasn't been all bad. So we're just all. looking forward to the clearing and you can keep going. Now, tell us about some of the work that, you know, you say AAA, Animal Aid Abroad, does with horses yes. around the world because I'm really interested in that, you know, what yes. what you're doing now 13 years later and uh, what you've put in place. Yeah. Well, we've got – currently we've got projects – well, we were doing a lot with the Gilly Islands and supporting the work that was going on up in the Gilly Islands. Okay. Um, we were also doing in Cambodia. There's a great group there, Cambodia Pony – welfare organisation. We've actually moved on from them because they're doing so well and we've, our, we basically, because we're so small, Glenis, we focus on the greatest need. We mm-hmm. focus on where we're most needed and where they're not getting help. The very fortunate thing about Cambodia Pony Welfare Organisation, they have World Horse Welfare involved. Yep, good. Um, good. That's what they call World Horse yeah. It is. Actually, so Rolly Owens, so we we've had Rolly on before and I think he's going to come on. I'm not sure if it's next chat, but very good. And I think, you know, right. that mission. But that started with one person. So, you know, you're talking about changing the world with a small oh, group. Okay. And, you know, that started with one person. So, you know, you're sort of on the right track. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sometimes it, yeah, sometimes it does take that. And then we've got, uh, we were doing mass clinics uh, supporting 
Dr. Tapia in Nicaragua. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a vet who was, you know, employed as a vet. He was spending any time that could possibly spare time and running mass clinics for horses. Um, we've got a big program in India. Well, big program. It's solely for horses. We support an equine, a mobile equine clinic with Friendico in Delhi. And we also support an equine clinic for helping suffering who are based in Jaipur. Uh, we also assist in um, Nowzad in Afghanistan, in Kabul. They have got a small shelter where they rescue horses and donkeys, so we support that. We had the beginnings of start in Colombia, Venice, but then the coronavirus came along, which has shut down some of our... Pro- not all of it, and we're, we're de- it's all still happening, but... Um, there's just components of parts where they can't go, you know, roaming everywhere because of the coronavirus. So they've sure. just sort of had to re-plan um, things. But Colombia is yet to start. But mm-hmm. that was Israel. We support another group there called Pegasus, a wonderful man there called Zavika. He rescues many horses around Israel. So we support that. Uh, Liberia and Guinea. Guinea, we have a project there which is, also horses, but we also do donkeys and bullocks with them. Um, where else? Trying to think. I, I Quite sometimes a few, lose track yeah. myself. Mm, um, mm. But they're, the, they're probably the main ones. And then we do a lot of work with donkeys as well and bullocks and mostly mostly donkeys and horses we mostly focus on. They are the most, uh, yeah. Now, tell so us then, about the yeah. book. You, you had planned to go from... Melbourne to Perth, but, you know, yes. then you're not. But, you know, say you get the go forward, how far is the walk? It's about 4,000 kilometres. Okay. All up. Okay. Um, and we've yeah. done, I've done to date, I've done about 560 kilometres. Okay. Okay. So you've so sort of taken a good, good first step. It's a little step. bit of a yep. chip out yep. of it, but we've got the bulk of it to go. Yes. What gave you the idea for the so, walk? Was it the fact that the dog or, you know, the whole sponsorship? There must have been more than just, I need to take my dog out for some exercise. You know, where did the whole idea come about? Oh, no, the main thing was, yeah, it was to raise awareness and funds. And okay. and Jack was just part of my, you know, animals are always part of my day. Sure, sure. I don't, I, I rarely go without they're they're almost like an extension of my arm. So okay. and he's he's our animal in our family at the moment. So he gets to go where I go. So tell um, us a little bit yeah, more about him then. On. You know what breed is he? And yeah, just tell well, us a bit he's more. Well, he's a rescue dog from yep. the a very good organisation in Perth called the Shedden Park Dog Home, mm-hmm. and they very uh, they got him from up north. Actually, he's a bull Arab cross daffy. So he's a big boy, Glenn. He's forty kilos, and he's—I um, sometimes think he's like a horse because he's, he's, <laughs> he's extremely strong, but he's also a real gentleman, and he's, he's the most dearest, smoochiest thing on the planet. So <laughs> okay. I was just fortunate that it just—and he, he loves everybody, Glenn. So as I walk along, you know, he doesn't—he just wants to say hello to everybody. Yep. Um, on four legs and on two legs, so. He's a good companion for this sort of thing. He's strong and, you know, his breed is, is an endurance. They were – he has got that endurance bred into him a bit too. So he doesn't get pushed to do the whole day. 
he he's very spoilt because I do have a support vehicle, Venus. So he sometimes walks a few hours in the morning with me and then he'll stop, have a break, and he might walk again in the afternoon, later afternoon. Mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. depends on the day, where we are, the weather and so on. But it, yeah, he's he's got the best part of his whole walk, Glennon. Yeah. <laughs> he's got okay. the easy bit. Okay. Now, if people want so, to find, find out a bit more information about the walk, is there a website? Can they go to Facebook? You know, I mean, tell yeah, us a little bit more about that. There is, Glennon. You have a Facebook page. It's just your Facebook.com, and it's Animal Aid Abroad Walk. Okay. Okay. And we have a GoFundMe page, which is GoFundMe.com yep. forward slash walking dash for dash working dash animal. Okay. Okay. Um, Good. I can, Good. Yep. And if they go to our website. Um, yep. It's at animalaidabroad.org, is it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yep. They can go to that too and search up the page as well. Now, if we've got listeners, and I'm sure we will, you know, that say, look, you know, I really support what you're doing, you know, for because you're involved with quite a few groups around the world. And I think that, yeah. you know, we're very lucky to live in, you know, it's not just Australia, because we do have a lot of listeners from around the world, you know, and we're lucky that we're in a situation that we've got. And, and um, if we can contribute a bit to help these other animals, how's it going? We What we want to know is... If someone comes along and donates then towards, you know, you walking and animal aid abroad, yeah. how's the walk itself going to improve horse welfare? Because I suppose you, you're getting sponsorship, but, you know, is have you got a particular project in mind well, that you're looking at for the for the walk? Yeah, no, very good question, Glennis, because specifically my role this year, and, it, and it's weirdly enough, it's unbelievable how it turns out, my walk was going to be our focus for this year's fundraising. Now, it costs us about 200000 a year to maintain our 18 projects. Mm-hmm. So if anyone donates, their funds go directly to our projects. We don't, we don't pay for it. We're not, we don't have employees. We don't have we, – we have our small little overheads for some printing, as you can imagine, things like postage – but basically, we are a volunteer-based organisation. People's donations goes directly. We deal directly, sometimes daily, with our group. And if you're an Australian resident, we have tax deductibility. So your donation, especially with the tax year coming up June, your donation is tax deductible. So we pride ourselves and we work very hard, Glennis, that we do make sure the money goes where it goes and we make sure that our maximum dollar you know, goes towards the improving the treatment and the welfare and the education of these people who've got these animals. Okay. And and part of my walk to Glenis is I am raising funds to set up a sanctuary in in Manor in Sri Lanka. Um, they've got a situation up there in the north of Sri Lanka. We support their donkey program, but I we I also I went there and we decided that we it needed a sanctuary for all the other animals um, in that part of Sri Lanka. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So the need is, is never-ending, yep. Dennis. Yep. But we'll keep going um, because these animals definitely need our help, Dennis. 
I, I think so. I think you've given us a really good chat today and I think that, you know, sometimes it's all right to just turn a blind eye but, um, you know, I think there's horses out there that really need our help and it's great to know that, you know, 13 oh. years later it's not just a bit of a fly-by-night type thing, you know, that you're really passionate about it and you are someone no. who's uh, looking at changing the world. So. I think really good. Now, if people would like to contact you and, and um, donate, we did talk about it. It's animalaidabroad.org. You've also got a Facebook page, Animal Aid Abroad. What was the other Facebook page you'd said? Was it Animal Aid Abroad? And the other one was called Walk. So Animal Aid Abroad Walk. Okay, okay. So, and they also emailed me to Glenn. Okay. Um, we're very contactable and, yeah, What's the best email then, Janet? It's info at animalaidabroad.org. Okay, and those those details will be on Horse Chats as well. So it'll be horsechats.com. Search for Janet, search for Thomas, or probably even if you search for Animal Aid Abroad, um, those details will come up. And at the bottom of Janet's page, you know, you'll have a recording of this chat, at the bottom of the page will be all those contact details for Janet and they can... Um, yeah, give her a call or send her an email or jump on the Facebook page and I'm sure you'll yep. find out about how you can Absolutely. contribute as well. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay. Yeah. Look, um, oh, thank you, Venus. Thank not you Not so a problem much. at all. Great to chat with you and um, hopefully we'll sort of, as you're going along, we'll be able to see, you know, talk a little bit more about how you're going Absolutely. and um, yeah. just any other projects yeah. we can stay that in touch with. Brilliant. Okay. Thank you, we Janet. Will. Thank you, Glenn, and thanks for having me. Bye. Bye. If you've enjoyed this chat, then please comment, rate, and subscribe. If you'd like any changes or recommendations for guests, then please contact us through horsechats.com. And while you're online, have a look at the government-accredited courses at internationalhorsecollege.com. Registered Training Organisation 31352. Remember that our comments and instructions are general in nature and do not take into consideration your individual horses or your individual ability and circumstances. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please leave your comment below 